Welcome back to Brand Beats. My name is Andrew. I'm Lizzie. Irwin. And I'm Merck. Merck? Merck. Merck, yeah. Merkin. You must have missed the Merkin episode. Talked about those. Um, yeah, so uh, today we were just chatting about, you know, in the, I don't know, you know, these things kind of serendipitously come up, but um, I think it was Mark and Lizzie were talking about award sites in general, which sparked a heated debate as usual that happens around the office. So, um, but basically just what's everybody's take on them? Like how do, how do we, how do you utilize them? Is it for inspiration for you? Do you like respect the awards? Do you, uh, hate the awards that are given out amongst the industry? Like what's kind of, I don't know what, what was the, what was the center of the debate that you guys had going on or discussion? Yeah. Go yeah uh it's sort of awards to me are this weird paradox as we started talking about it because you go to it and there's a lot of really great things to look at for immediate inspiration and ways to really think of things differently but when you start looking at some awards a lot of it is just based on pure creativity and not thinking about the user and when we start going down that path then we end up with digital experiences across a lot of large brands that might not actually be effective or catering to the user, but they look really nice. And if we end up down that path, then when we have a lot of these chief decision makers really thinking about how they want to reposition their brand, they start not thinking about the user as much and start just thinking about exclusively the visual aspect when I think it's a pretty big balance, but there is a value to them in in, in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually... When we first started talking about this, I can't remember what we disagreed on because flip flopper. <laughs> yeah, there You're was a flip flopper. There was like a no, heated shit. debate. Going yeah, but on. I, yeah, I can't remember because angry. I like I I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, I think like originally this came up because we you had come to my desk and had asked for um, sources of inspiration, like where I typically go to when I'm you know, just looking for things that exist on the web. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of the sites on these awards galleries or showcases um, are really cool. And there is, like, <laughs> merit. No, but, like, there's, like, merit to, um, you know, seeing what, what people are doing out there. But like you said, like, uh, as actual products, and, like, if you're thinking about design as, like, uh solving problems and that being like someone being able to use the product that you're designing I don't know if all those hit the mark so then it's like what what are we really giving award why are we awarding these sites like what is the sort of like uh scale for what gets awarded Uh. I mean to me well like what do you think does well on a lot of these sites because to me when I look at them I look at them for inspiration, but when I'm looking for usually like a very specific thing, I think most of the time what does well amongst the industry is like leans on the spectrum of blue sky, just go shit. That's like what we all like, w- look, we're the ones voting on it, right? We're the ones who are, re- it's, it's sort of like almost every other award in every other industry. It's like intra industry. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we all celebrate the things that like, damn, it'd be so cool if I didn't if I could do that, if like the reins are taken off and like we have that kind of opportunity every once in a while you get it. But 
like to me what usually does well like leans heavier on the artistic expression side mm-hmm. uh in both like a development realm and a, like an experiential realm versus like sometimes when you're working on client work which is really heavily tied to business objectives some of those things get reined back and then when dollars and cents are involved like scope gets adjusted and they're like oh we can't actually do that really amazing thing that we wanted to do or we'll have to do it in phase two um and so it's like i think the weird part about awards is like like mike was saying is like well you get an award but how effective was it at the end of the day like did it achieve objectives or was it just cool yeah and i do think that so I think I'm going to echo the same thing everybody else said. So this is about to be like a very one-note uh, brand beats. <laughs> There's no arguing. Um, but I do think that there is a need for both sides. Like there's a need for the one side of the spectrum, which is like let's just get creative guys and do creative shit to inspire other people. And that does inspire young designers. But at the same time, where are the awards that are just purely recognizing um, the pragmatic designs? right? Just pure UX strategy and all that stuff. And you know, there's a lot of those designers that are in Silicon Valley that fight for that sort of style of design and they, they stand by it. But then to me, there's this beautiful gray area in between that there is no award site that recognizes that. There's no Mm -hmm. award site that recognizes pragmatic with beautiful design or with like beautiful animations that actually help support the ultimate brand goal and that type of stuff. There needs to be some sort of like recognition of this middle area because right now i also think that the design industry swings in these like large pendulums where you'll have like a bunch of people who are creating like crazy shit who hate the people who are creating pragmatic shit and you have the pragmatic designers who hate the people who are creating crazy shit so it's like there needs to be this understanding that true design rests in the center of pragmatic and like crazy beautiful because Mm -hmm. it's when those two things merge and come together that something truly magical happens Oh, wow. Yeah. That was deep. Magical. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to me, too, because, like, I start making the analogy to, like, the film industry, right? And you look at things like the Academy Awards, and it's, like, the things that win, oftentimes, they're not the box office blowouts, right? Like, are the end result always, like, the best expression of the, the mm-hmm. art form? Uh, and I think that's why it's, like, the intra-industry z- sort of focus and recognition and celebration of things is that much more important because at the end of the day it's like if it was just on results of the work the avengers would win like best movie of the year like every year because they just sell the most tickets like you know what i mean and that's not necessarily what we always want to celebrate is like quote unquote the most effective it's like from the people who live and breathe this and like dig into it what are those pieces of the craft that like we really want to like recognize and celebrate too? Well, I'm not so sure I agree necessarily completely with that. Because oh, yeah, here we go. Well, you can leak. There Well, like when we start thinking about it, uh, I think it starts going back to the same problem that I presented earlier. Uh, when we start having people who are arbitrarily deciding what's good and what's not, and I think this goes back to what Lizzie and I were talking about earlier mm. about what is technically like the best movie or the best website, and you're not actually looking at the results, then it goes back to the issue of like you're not solving the problem or thinking about the end user. In the terms of the movies, the Avengers would 
win every time because they've connected with an audience and have been able to continuously hone in on that and really create a brand following. And I think that that is the effective way to do it. And when we go to the award sites, when we have judges that don't, that aren't looking at the end results and are just looking at the specific content or just like, damn, it's cool. Or like, Oh yeah. Like this one cinematography is really cool, but the whole experience is like bland or boring. It, it, Mm -hmm. and, but saying that's better than something else, I think ends up being detrimental rather than getting us all to realize the, um, Uh, what's well, interesting though yeah. it's, it's you know true, what I'm though. saying I really but you're saying the, thought, the yeah. cinematography is really amazing to 5% of the population exactly <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but everybody else wants right. it to look a different way so you're looking at and like oh that's where it's going is that you're not solving the problem right. when you mm-hmm. when you're deciding on design that is strictly beautiful to 5% of the people yeah mm. like I think sometimes with like these design awards or these design showcases, you're just desi- like designing things for other designers and less for like the people that are actually going to be using exactly the thing. It's the same thing in the advertising industry. It's like it's so so conceptual, but then like the best concepts according to the industry are the ones not always the most effective. Mm-hmm. And like they like you'll see I think like Cans does a good job though. They they kind of take in um you know, how effective it was mm-hmm. into consideration. But I also think... <coughs> cons? Cons? So, cons? Cons. Cons. I don't know. Cans. But I do think that <laughs> design is one of these kind of weird industries, even apart from advertising. Because even with advertising, you will have a beautiful ad from Nike that is also fucking effective. Like, I feel like other industries, movies, ads, and everything else have found this gray area, like this mm. middle ground. You'll still have, like art films and you'll still have like just pure box office films but then there's still films that are like beautiful artistic and they do well so it i feel like other industries have begun to play in this gray area it's still just to me design does not celebrate the gray area like there's people creating the gray area designs but no one's like truly celebrating it like they'll celebrate just like super wild outlandish animation that's super fucking unusable and then they'll also celebrate something that's just like super paired back that's an app that gets you from point a to point b but there in our industry there's not that piece of like hey this is a beautiful design but it also capitalizes and and hits on a specific target audience because of x y and z and so it's like when you look at and also, how many award things do you even fucking need? There's so There's many so galleries many. that are showing the same sites over and over and over again. It would be great if some of these started to mm. like <clears throat> look at different things so we can collectively diversify our industry to yeah. care about more than just one or the other. Or they should at least have like a, a, their own perspective or spin on yeah. why they award. Because like you have some that are like people's choice, right? Where anybody mm-hmm. can go in and vote. And those oftentimes you're like, yeah, you work at a... 10,000 person agency like you can just rally your troops to go vote on your own shit mm-hmm. against everybody else and like because you just have that I, I think and that's the weird part about it is like the people's choice ones just come down to subjectivity mm-hmm. and I think that's a, like the point you're making is like how do we f- fold in more hard results or data or like something a little yes. bit more well, like less I slippery like, I feel like it's hard because film is slippery. Totally. Right? Like, but I think 
one of the things that makes every other industry really great as far as art, um, architecture, film, even ads, which I think still falls in this realm of film, there's critics. To me, there's not really design critics who like study right. design, the history of design, understand everything about it, and then critique it based on its ability to connect with culture right now. Yeah. I don't think that there is that. And then that starts to separate us from the other industries that have these critics who are also critiquing movies. Right. The people who are critiquing the websites are a lot of times just like some designer who just became dope and did a bunch of dope stuff. And then they're not necessarily like serious critics of the art form of mm -hmm. design and understanding the, the role of design in the world today and how it should connect with the audience. Because to me, critics are the people who actually drive, help drive industries forward because they're critiquing based on this understanding of culture and the relation of like culture mm. to that art form. Yeah. And we, to me, I feel like we do not have that That's in true. the design yes. world. And I think that that sort of permeates into some of the other issues that I, that I see with it. I think this is what Lizzie and I were really getting at earlier was um, in our initial conversation was that we all do know and we see how awards drives work coming to mm. your business but when you're when you have all these issues with the awards we just talked about you're not awarding those who solve the problems the best or can drive the best revenue so you end up in this down cycle in the industry of not having the most effective the people with the most effective thought and the most effective thought leadership mm -hmm. being able to put out products for the best brands that really solve their problems and drive the most growth for them right it can end up in this situation where they end up with the end result being very you know beautiful but it's not functional or yeah, it doesn't and beautiful is subjective exactly mm -hmm. and it ends up with subjective beauty beautifulness but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but like doesn't exactly but you end up seeing like purchases go down or you end up flatlining or mm -hmm. it doesn't have uh, it doesn't hit kpis mm -hmm. how would you yeah and i think I think when you look at like a lot of the different ones out there, there's like, it's typically like one lens through which you're judging work. It's either the people or the panel of like appointed people, which would be the closest thing we have to a quote unquote critic, right? Appointed people by saying, oh, there's a creative director at this place or that place or whatever. Um, but even that is usually just based on their past work, not yeah. necessarily their historic or their understanding of the history of design and its connection with culture and society. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that usually that's like sometimes just the status, like people mm -hmm. who, mm -hmm. which means like everything is sort of gamed in a, in a way or another. Like you can kind of manipulate your way to an award in, in some way, shape or form, especially with like, like the open voting. Cause that becomes like a matter of like, how much did you promote it or push for it? Like mm -hmm. for people to get there and vote for you and, how would you design a better award system then? We start our own. What? Yeah. What Whoa. do you? What, and, and how do we vote on it though? Like, how, how, do, how, do, how does we it like purely vote on basic stuff? <laughs> exactly. We just, we just award say, ourselves. We, we award ourselves all the awards. Well, I think I, I like what, that. What came up is like the one of the funniest things that. What was the agency that did that? Oh, I don't remember. Like, was it St. John? It wasn't St. John. We watched this like maybe four years ago. It was like their holiday thing, they or their April Fools, where they basically got so fed up with this idea of, re of uh, 
of awards and the fact that it's just creatives awarding it to other creatives. It's not necessarily based on effectiveness. So they just printed out thousands of awards with their 3D printer. And then they became the most awarded agency because it's essentially <laughs> a creative awarding it to another creative, them awarding it to themselves. I, I don't know where I was going with that. But no, but I mean, somebody yeah. pick it up. I just think it'd be so interesting with that, though, in terms of like how to create like a better system is start start injecting the actual results from the designs. Like, what is your year-over-year bounce rate return? Is it going down? Right. Is it going up? Mm. Is it, or what's your time on set? What's your time on page in mm. context? Or like, yeah, I think or how like do you same, create the same thing that we look at rates. in case studies? Like, yeah. put the challenge, right, and then put these are how we met the challenge, right. So almost creating like mini case studies out of the each award winner. Yeah, and with each award right. winner, you can look at okay, you have the longest time on page, but you can put that in context and then actually analyze like why that is, and then you can have key takeaways from totally. each project that a certain agency has done for everyone to learn from and expand on. Uh, so the award sites become less of a free-for-all gallery and more of a curator. Because to me, that's what a great curator does. They, they put things together and bring things together based on a, a narrative and then they help you tell a narrative around a piece that people wouldn't have saw, right? Yeah. So to me, that is actually a really fucking cool idea if award sites began to do something like that or so became curators of like great experience. I think that's what uh, Keynes tries to do. Like they try and do that. Like when they talk about their award winners at the end of the year, like the Young Lions, they... Uh, Go in. Oh, wait, what? see. Uh, I don't have anything to add oh. at, the, at the current <laughs> moment in time. At this juncture. Uh, no, but I think that's what... I'm, I'm probably infuriating anybody listening to this who knows how to pronounce this correctly, but Keynes tries to do that. Like, when they when they award <laughs> things to people, they, like, they break down what the challenge was. Cons. I, I think it's cons. I think it is cons. Keynes. Let's say it different every time. Canes. Can Canes. Ooh, fancy. Canis. Love that for us. Carne. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but I think that's what they try and do. They try and break down like what the challenge was, and like they they sort of case study out their awards as they divvy them out. Like you, there almost always is like a video that breaks down like what happened and what what they did. But I ultimately think you're right. Like it's it's got to be like a balance of that. Maybe it's like all all of those ways combined. Maybe there's a way of like blending together results and critic and and like community like how do we like what if you blended all of those together to somehow like award people something as a way of just trying to get it out of like any one particular lens mm. i don't know though because like some of like the 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 open votes are like that's that one's just that one can too easily be gamed, in my in my opinion. It's Nickelodeon. I think there shouldn't be any awards for design. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Just Mike drop. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta give. You I gotta, gotta go. Okay, yeah, no, no, you gotta give context. Yeah. You gotta tell why. Um. Well, I think. Uh, that awards are currently driving like trends. And I think it kind of goes back to like what you were touching on, Mark, 
with this whole idea of like awards are what bring in the work and therefore it like sort of creates this spiral like if we're awarding work to the same people who are winning awards then they'll like just continuously like earn that work and it's just like a sort of cyclical thing I think that like if well I guess so maybe I'm gonna take it back now I think <laughs> maybe it depends on what you think design is or should be because like Ooh. in some ways like uh design breaks down into like very different things like there's design just for the sake of like making something cool there's mm -hmm. designing products there's designing like uh physical products spaces interactions like I don't yeah know. i have a question for you then Ooh. what do you think is more important design as in solving problems or design as in connecting to someone I think you can do both. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. it should do both. I feel like you're, solving, you're it solving is a, a problem by connecting. Design is like, it lives in that weird space, but it's like, it's like, it's almost like, to your point, um, it's like, let's create an award mm. system around paint, paintings, <gasps> like fine mm. artists. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Like, that's not necessarily like what speaks to me. How do you, how do you award somebody as being like a fine artist? It, it, which means like the inherent value of like an award system is like fucked up, but... Our industry is so uh, inundated with it. Like, you can't even to hire somebody from out of the country to get like it's H three or H four visa. Oh yeah, you can't even hire them as a company unless they are awarded certain things. Which so it's like it's like a government. It goes up to like a <laughs> government level, which is crazy top. to me. Yeah, it goes all. This goes way deeper than I thought. <laughs> this is Big Brother. Yeah. This yeah. is this is some deep state shit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's <laughs> it is but you're right though like what's the value in like because we swim in a space that's between business and art in some way like from mm -hmm. a design problem solving standpoint like the the idea of awarding things there it's just squirrely mm -hmm. in some way well i feel like no matter what you'll have that yeah no matter what like even if you got rid of all the awards you would have dribble you would have Behance. You would have other things that things become popular on, and that's essentially the awards. That's yeah, true. but right? I, like, just, I just wonder if maybe different things or how we like approach what is or isn't popular would be different if there weren't awards given right. to said things. Because they have like mm. a power yeah. the moment you say that. So like, uh, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of like a trend. Like that really bright blue color. The first person who used that, they get an award. Then oh, all then of a sudden it, it pops up all over Dribble, all over Behance, all over like all these sites. And then all of a sudden, every website you see is using the same shade of right. blue. Or like every tech startup is using gradients or whatever. Not saying that that's bad. I just wonder if maybe like those things would look different or we would approach sources of inspiration differently if there wasn't like a, this is the site of the day. This is the best thing out there right now. If we just like approach it from merely like, a, Oh, that's interesting. And that's a cool way to solve that rather than this is the best. Mm. I, I don't necessarily know if it would change it. So the, might, only, yeah, the, only, the only reason I say that is because I think then we would just look at success metrics and then we would just follow that very similar to how people just follow best practices and they don't deviate. Yeah, but that, but that, that's, but I feel like that's also, exactly what I'm saying. But though. I feel like also just following success metrics, we have win best practices 
-hmm. And we realized that all of the best practices, which kind of define success metrics, are based on a previously held belief or an experience, and it can always be made better. Mm -hmm. So I, I think no matter what, you're going to have a group who will always just follow whatever is popular or whatever is working at the current time and not rethinking that. So I think it falls more on us as individual designers to be the people who challenge ourselves to, yeah, we see what people think are cool or think is cool, but we always challenge that assumption. This to me, that's yeah. what great artists do. Great artists always challenge assumptions because they're like, that's actually not how I use it. That's not how I see other people using it. Like, I don't like blue that much, so then why is blue the most popular color? Mm -hmm. I think it's more, how do you break out of the system that design is trying to create, this secular system, and like actually step outside and look at it from a different perspective? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually had a great conversation that this reminded me of with Gladys, one of our designers, uh, just actually yesterday we sat in this exact room and talked for like half an hour about why and i think she ended up talking to you about it too erin was how long how we we're just talking about why long scrolling home pages why all of a sudden we we're thinking that they're overrated or don't make sense anymore because all of a sudden you're telling people to land on a page on a site they haven't explored yet don't know anything about and then telling them what they should click on right away of this collection when that you when they use there themselves hasn't divulged enough information to you that that collection is relevant to them. Mm -hmm. So we were almost talking about, do we just get rid of the homepage almost altogether and immediately use it as a routing device to get them into content relevant to them? And like you for myself, I click men and then you're able to input certain collections or brands that are relevant to that per sing single person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was yeah, saying, I, I'm saying I think what that what that brings up also is we always need to be rethinking, but you need to rethink in context because that might work for some brands. It might not work for others. Yeah. And I think what happens in our industry mm -hmm. is we broadly mm -hmm. apply trends based on awards or based on whatever is popular, based on what we see in best practices, because we all we're working on e-com. We search uh, best practices in e-com for checkout flows or we look at big commerce's website for the articles that they've wrote we always look at what's already out there and what's been tested and what pre or what's pre-existing and then we just sort of base it our foundational design based on whatever they said so i think the real question for all of this is how do we as creatives think outside of those things that are already given to us and begin to look at adjacent industries and adjacent creative fields to find inspiration because it, uh, while our industry doesn't have critics and our industry actually hasn't been around that long to develop what we are calling best practices, um, architecture has or other industries have. So how do we begin to look at these adjacent industries and pull from those to help us create the new best practice, the new color right. scheme of the next <clears throat> year or the new whatever, whatever, whatever? Because I think that this all like started happening in my mind when you said the blue. I'm like, yeah, every startup fucking started using blue when one startup used blue and was successful. Mm -hmm. And they were like, 
blue is obviously the color that makes you successful as a startup, mm-hmm. which is not Clearly. a fact. <laughs> it's not true. Or that illustration yeah. style that or, everybody's been using. Yeah, or right, fucking illustration right. style. Like mm-hmm. everybody jumps on these trends and bandwagons because they see one brand being successful with it and they're like, oh, this will be familiar to a user, so therefore they'll trust it more, which does have some validity and validity and truth. For sure. As well. So there there is something to understanding what will be popular and what will be trendy, mm-hmm. but then the bigger question comes in, how do you break that? Mm-hmm. How do you shift that? How do yeah. you create something that might touch on what's popular, but then shifts it a little bit? So I, to me, so in the end, I think there's some value to having those experiences because you need to know what the mass amount of like people like mm-hmm. in order to create something slightly different. Yeah, you, 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 you really need to understand point. that because if you didn't, then it would just be you're always creating in the dark. If you have some foundation and you see like what's already out there and you see like, okay, this is what people are generally feeling and liking, but I do have a um, hypothesis that people might feel a little bit differently. I can base it on this and then I have, I have like a, a tester that I can like test against mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when I look at awards, that's what I always look at. It's an mm-hmm. insight. It's an insight. It's basically you utilize that as an insight. Mm-hmm. But I think you touched on something like really interesting too, though, is like best practices, right? That's something we talk about all the time. Um, best practices for what situation? Because mm-hmm. no two brands are alike, no two customers are alike, and no two like customer shopping behaviors are the same. So when you talk about like best practices, like you can look at a, a Bamer like shopping study and they and they talk break down all these things, and those are really helpful and informative, but I'm not sure that they, you can always unequivocally say this always will apply. Mm-hmm. And that's how we always have to be, mm-hmm. always remember that like trying something different, I think to the point you're making, is how you define what the best practice is for tomorrow or in most cases, like what's the best practice for this particular circumstance. Yeah. And I think it's more under, to, to everybody's point, it's more understanding your user, who your user is, what they're currently doing and looking at those adjacent things yeah so if somebody if you're like going after and you're creating an e-commerce site and you're going after people who mainly shop and like look on instagram then why even have a navigation why not just have a feed on your fucking website right why like there's like different ways you can begin to think about things that are based on adjacent spaces that users are already gravitating towards as opposed to just like okay, I'm creating an e-commerce site. Here's like the basic structure. You have this, you have this, you have a hero image, you have these features. And then I'll just like make it on an organic grid versus a non-organic grid. I mean, that's like, yeah. like when you really think about design and probably the reason I also not necessarily attract to awards in the sites. If you look at what we do, it's always between, it's always based on this framework of a screen, no matter what, no matter what we create. It's always within this framework of a screen. So then the fact that we are kind of honoring these sites that I was going to go on a rant. I'm not going to. <laughs> what? How come every episode you have to like start a subject and then just stop yourself in the middle? Well, because I just realized I didn't know where I was going. I was just about to talk shit on stuff for a while. That's where that was going. Dig in. That's where that yeah. was going. It's okay. You can talk shit. Just don't name names. Yeah. Or name names. Name names. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to 
where this is even going, but I really like how you were mentioning that's something I haven't thought about, where if you understand that your millennial market or your market that you're targeting towards is so focused on Instagram and some like scrolling app features, creating a shopping experience on your site so similar, Mm -hmm. but just like figuring then like from there, how do you start filtering the content to them that's relevant? How do you drive them to the purchase? Like what is is a user flow in that sense? Because right now, like as you're mentioning, it's so cut and dry of you know you have homepage to a product category to a product listing to a product detail to a checkout cart to checkout and that's so standard but like how do we start to shift that based on our understanding of the customer i don't know where that's going but i just thought that was was a really interesting that's that's what i was really interesting that's what i was trying to get to through my long rant and that's why i stopped because i realized it was going nowhere and it wasn't gonna get back (laughs) to that but it is like if you if you truly understand your user how can we begin to rethink those kind of interaction patterns that were only developed like two years ago yeah like most of these interaction patterns that we base are basing best practices on have not been around that long but what has been around that long is just humans people and how they want to consume things and stuff so if you begin to dig into that and actually study and like look at how people are using things that should be what defines the best practices and the mm. interactions that we begin to define as new interactions. Not just like, hey, here's a website that won an award. They have a navigation, drops down with some smooth ass animation, and right. then they have a cart that slides out from the side ever so slightly, and it's so cool. Gonna I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> like to me, that's, that is the wrong way of doing it, but being able to use that as a reference point and saying like, these are new development tactics and tools that are out there and understanding that, then understanding the pragmatic way and understanding technology and understanding the human factor, yeah. that's how you create something that's in that like gray area of newness. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's, and it's all about finding a balance too, right? Because balance. you're talking about, um, <laughs> well, you're talking about, like, it's the same reason that sometimes you'll surface a particular product category in two different spots in the lab, right? Just because uh, customer A may think, taxonomy wise it's going to be located here versus customer b it's going to be over there mm-hmm. and i think like the more specific like okay the better we know our customer and we design for that customer the more single-minded we're becoming and we're actually narrowing our customer base versus broadening it which mm-hmm. is like inherently anti-business right mm-hmm. like most businesses want to grow and make their their experience relevant to more people business wise right Brands being true to themselves, maybe we're really true to myself. This is what the experience I want to go. But then you're going down this path of like artistic expression, right? Versus a business growth mindset. And that's, and that's where the balance is. And there's probably always going to be a push pull there. Yeah. Cause I mean, even getting in that, we can always just reference Nike. Yeah. They took a hard stance and they stood behind what their audience believes, which is the same thing as this, where you stand behind something you know your audiences are going to believe and love and like be drawn to. You're going to deepen that relationship, and you can like three x sales. Right, that's, that's true. Like I mean, a, that's not you, necessarily yeah. true that you're going to three x sales. <laughs> Nike did, no, that's but a fact you, well, they not. did to you. I mean, you're wearing Nike shoes and pants today. Exactly. No, these are these are New Balances. These are oh, oh. You got the jacket. <laughs> No, you saw the end and you were like Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, so that talks to you about New Balance, not. That's how powerful Nike's well. brand yeah. is. They <laughs> just like fucking take, take over other New brands. <laughs> yeah, we got all these brands. Yeah. yeah. But to me, like, that is, that's the power in that, is that you deepen that relationship with that end user by 
truly creating something unique for them. And that's right. not going to happen to all of our point. That's not going to happen if you just look at award sites and recreate something that's on an award site. Yeah. It's not going to happen if you look at Dribble and just recreate something that's on fucking Dribble, Behance, or any of these platforms. It's only going to happen if you truly understand how people interact with things in right. general. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts? Well, yeah. Wait, hold on. Let's bring it back to the top. Like, so should we just stop? Should we stop applying for awards? From oh, here now? No. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. Okay, so that's the paradox is that we talk all this shit about it. But at the end of the day, we all know that it still brings business in, which allows us to and grow and that allows us to solve solve money solve problems <laughs> and i guess solve money. To solve money it's a business mechanic it's a recruiting mechanic yeah it's, like it's, you, you it's all of the above so like we can't stop applying but like we all have the issues with it inherently yeah, yeah and, and, I, it, and i was gonna say to me from what everything i'm saying i don't think it's bad i just think it's one spectrum and then you have other spectrums you need to basically know as a designer creative and business person to be able to take in all of those things as separate pieces of a larger puzzle yeah and I hope that the business people can look at those awards and take them like with a grain of salt and look at it more of like, what is this going to do to solve my problems that I have rather than just seeing it and being like, that's what I need. Yeah. So, uh, I have a question. Um, how do you, I'm trying to think of how to question this. How do you, up, do you have to apply for an award? You enter it. Okay, so I would feel like significantly less icky about awards if these award sites were seeking out sites. You mean like if they were not submitted by the creators? Yeah. Mm. Oh, and they were like seeking out what is the best on the internet. Yeah, they're like, hey, we noticed moves.basicagency.com. Plug. (laughs) Shameless plug. Um... (laughs) Like, <laughs> like, what if uh, we just got emails from these award sites and we're like, this is dope. We love this. We want to showcase this because this is the cream of the crop. <laughs> Please go yeah. visit this I mean, website. Thank though, you. Like, you kind of have other mechanisms that do that. Like, is it Muesli? I, I can't pronounce it. Muesli? Muesli? Muesli, the add-on, the browser add-on. But that just has, like, you know, kind of, like, hot. It's, like, the whatever, just like these are topical things that are going on or sites or whatever um, mm-hmm. that are relatively popular right now. But usually those are driven by like what's trending on XZMY award site, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, it would be nice that just like it's, yeah, here's what's trending, you know? And I think there's different mechanisms for that, but it's like, I think you're still going to have awards, right? They just become an extension. Like, mm-hmm. if you didn't have awards, right, it just becomes what's popular on Dribble, and what gets recognized. And, like, there's uh, end results of that, like the dribbleization of design, mm-hmm. all that shit we've, people have talked about ad nauseum. It's more about how people just generally, like, copy. <laughs> they, they copy things. They look for shortcuts. Like, this is the fastest way to do that. And I think... Yeah, it's, it's similar to what we always talk about, like, with algorithms. Algorithms inherently aren't bad in themselves, but the data that's inputted into an algorithm is what makes them biased. To me, it's the same thing with awards. Like, awards themselves are not bad. It's the fact that we create based on what we see on awards. That's yeah. what's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's the information that's put into the system that's yeah fucking up the system because ultimately Cause then you're, you literally see it 
anything that's created can be gamed, and that's the same thing yeah. with awards. Like mm-hmm. you look at it, you see what won, and you try and create what won. Yeah. Again and again and again and again, which creates a slower progression than poss- than we possibly could be creating. Mm-hmm. Like if we were to look at awards as like, damn, that's dope. Let me create something totally different. That's based on human desires, etc. But we look at awards for like, this is what's possible with development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and that's how I typically look at it. I'm not yeah. like, oh, this site because it won an award. I'm yeah. always like. I'm looking for something like kind of interesting, mm-hmm. like for transitions that does this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and then I'll you know browse and peruse that way. But you're right, like you did touch on something that's interesting, like algorithms. They just become a digital expression of something that we already do as human yeah. beings, and so do awards. Like mm-hmm. we just find an idea that's getting popularized, and then we found a way to make computers be able to recognize those same things mm-hmm. and then do it for us. Yeah, essentially. So as long as we diverge from that, then awards in themselves are not bad. It's just, we just have to diverge, create something different, then it will award something different every single time. Eventually there'll be an algorithm for awards. I'm sure there'll probably be a site that'll just be (laughs) just a data-driven award site. (laughs) It would dig through, I mean, yeah, it would like dig through the numbers and understand like the actual results. Yeah. Yes, actual results. How many people are clicking on it, looking huh. at it? Mm. But then what would happen is fools would just start looking at that and going like, I need to put a big ass button. <laughs> Get mad clicks. I win all the awards. Like, mad that's clicks. All, that's all anywhere you click, anywhere you click, yeah. you like, click. Yeah. You're clicking in. <laughs> I feel like that's what would end up happening. Well, like, I'm not sure though. Because you end up having this like visual because you end up having if it's if it's solely based on the numbers, then you're saying it might end up with these big ass buttons. But big ass buttons aren't aesthetically very pleasing. So you're gonna have people not engaging. When you have stuff that's aesthetically pleasing, people are naturally and inherently gonna engage more with it. And so it's then balancing how to actually really drive the user experience around that beautiful experience that wanna make people stay there. I feel like you would still have to have a, a person on the other end judging. Like if it's yeah. purely mm-hmm. based on a robot, I feel like at some point someone will figure out how to game that shit because all yeah, algorithms, yeah, all data all points are. can True. be gamed. True. True. But True. we still look at alg- algorithms now and they drive our feeds and the shit we look at and yeah, we don't judge all, it in that way. It's all, yeah, it's all stupid. Well, we all know it, yet we still, well, I guess we're forced to use it. Yeah, we're forced to. <laughs> we're forced <laughs> like to we get all those option. ads. You have no options. Because that this is- got a, into a, This went into yeah, a, went another a place. Very different place. Awards to Awards. Algorithms. <laughs> what was what was your well, what was your final takeaway? Uh, on what? On a, on <laughs> what are we a, talking about? <laughs> <laughs> on awards. Oh, um, I don't love them, but I don't hate them. Second that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I uh, I really like your point of like awards are always going to exist and they're good to see what is out there and what could be, but (laughs) um, take it with a grain of salt and do something totally different. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. Well, yeah, I I agree with that. It's always taken with a grain of salt and then thinking, okay, if that did that, then what can we do to push it further? And I think coming out of this, thinking initially... Coming out of this, I kind of think I, I'm leaning more towards Orwin's thought here, in terms of agreement that, (laughs) (laughs) around how you look at something that has been awarded and you see if it's awarded well, what was done well there, 
how is it effective and then thinking how to improve upon that and taking everything within context and then being able to slowly differentiate yourself across the typical standards that users are used to yeah uh yeah awards man they exist cool yeah Uh, get them that's 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 about it that's my only takeaway get get them (laughs) go ahead Erwin, take us out hold on i would be remiss if i didn't mention that today is Erwin's birthday as he's as he's happy birthday how old are you can't say because it might tell on, it might tell on Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Ooh, no one, no one's gonna get that. He's That's thirty-three. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Double right? digits. Double put, threes. Put them on blast. Cut that out. <laughs> Keep that in. Actually, that let's, in. let's put this at the beginning. Let's cut yeah. that. <laughs> so you just kind of like put, put that in there a couple times. He's <laughs> yeah. thirty-three. Actually, with, 33. The, with, the, with the echo. <laughs> three. Thirty-three. Three. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three. Wait, yeah. Do you need us a full sentence? Today is Aaron's birthday. That's how we're gonna start it. But that say is it in a real like. Can you make my voice? Also, this was recorded on February seventh because it's never released on the. Oh yeah. We want people to know your actual birthday. He also lives in La Jolla. Uh, what's your, what's your, your social what's again? Your, yeah, exactly. Sad. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I think we, we ran this one wild. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I think if nobody else has anything to, to add. Nope. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's it. Till next time. She like I heard all your niggas stay where you stay. How so big I haven't seen them boys in two days Bitch, I use a walkie-talkie just to get a beverage I saw my parents split up right after the wedding That told my ass to stay committed, fuck the credit Bitch, check the numbers, I'm the one who really get it I told y'all motherfuckers